It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans, and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we are at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Have any of you guys been here before? No. Mary Matthews yes, is here. Before. Have you been to Wayfair before? What did you have when you came here last time? Um, I can't remember, but I'm sure it was I see, delicious. I glance you looking around in case you somehow left it behind last time <laughs> you were here. What, what were you looking at for a well, clue? Sometimes I confuse all the different places on Ferret. Mm. Uh, I can't yeah, remember right, which one right, I was right. in. Yeah, they all yeah. look alike. I thought maybe yeah. it would jog my memory by looking up. Did it, did it help? Oh. Not too much. What could you have done? Embarrassed yourself? Got drunk? Fallen over? I, I don't think so. Probably just had a good meal. <laughs> you did? They make sandwiches here, you know. They put fine dining into a sandwich here. Oh, no, Wayfair. I just had a drink. You just had a drink uh, here? Yeah. Ah, well, you haven't tried a sandwich yet. No, I don't think I have. I don't think they're going to bring us one today. Oh, they're very cheap mm. about that sort of thing here. They, sometimes they would bring us stuff, right, oh, yeah. Andrew? Yeah, totally. That's the voice of Andrew Duhon, if you're just joining us for the very first time. Oh, He's yeah. here on, to my right. And to my left is Valerie Sassafras. Hi there. Hi, Valerie Sassafras. Hi there. Hi there. Hi, Valerie Sassafras. I like your purple beard, Andre. It looks kind of cool. <laughs> it is, isn't it? He's, he dyed it purple for the show. I did. T.R. Johnson is sitting uh, across from me. T.R. Oh, yes. Every, does everyone call you T.R.? Everyone calls me T.R. When did, when did you start calling yourself T.R.? I was been called that since birth. Nice. My, really? You yes. came out T.R.? I came out as T.R. My mother's maiden name is Thomas. My dad's name is Richard. And they thought it was a joint venture. And so T.R. That's it was T.R. from the get-go. Your mother's maiden name is Thomas. So that's your name, name. Thomas Richard. That's it. Johnson. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. And you're a professor of English at Tulane University. That's correct. Nice. Yes, indeed. That's pretty impressive, right? Well, I suppose. I don't so know. The director of the writing program or something. Whoa. That's right. That's right. That's a real gig. That's <laughs> a real gig. I know. So we're a little intimidated already to start <laughs> the show not off. Not in the but least. No, no. That is you pretty shouldn't. amazing. What did you do before that? Let's see. Uh, I was I directed the writing center at University of New Orleans. Before that, I was at Boston University for a couple of years. And before that, I was a graduate student in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky for Louisville, Kentucky. Our yeah. fabulous producer, Graham DePonte, is from Louisville, Kentucky. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes she actually shows up for work. I'll be damned. She might be here any minute. So I see that you also write on your hand. I do write on my hand. That is really very, weird. I had a very important note to myself about an hour ago. And I was like, I'm going to forget this. What does it say? Be man or something? <laughs> It says BMR, and that means send Bob the Miami send Barb the Miami receipt, because if I don't send Barb the Miami receipt, I will get stuck with paying it myself, Ooh. and I don't want that. That's okay. A, yeah, that wor- that's worth some hand ink, I think. Yeah. yeah. And who's Bob? <laughs> Barb is the uh, secretary at Tulane's English department, and if oh. I forget to send her that Miami receipt, I'm going to get hung with about three hundred bucks. So of expenses from Miami. Exactly. What were you doing in Miami? I was en route home from Cuba, where I was for about ten days, and which utterly blew my mind. Cuba is awesome. What did you do in Cuba? Listened to a ton of music and looked at a ton of art and wandered the streets. And um, it was an extraordinary thing. Did you bring any home to play on your show? You know, I did actually. One of the heaviest things I saw was a, believe it or not, this sounds strange, but a choral group. I'm not a choral kind of guy. Right. But they were 
from another planet, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, it so absolutely lifted me off my feet that I had to buy their CD. I haven't actually listened to it yet. I'm worried it may not be well recorded yeah, or whatever, yeah. but uh, yeah. God, their voices were angels. It was cool. like, you know, 15 angels just levitating in this little old 500-year-old house down this alley. Nice. What, it was were you, what were you doing in a 500-year-old house down a blind alley in Cuba? <laughs> Following the voices of these angels. Is that man. right? Is yeah, that hell how you, yeah, yeah. How did you get there, really? I was, with a, I was with a tour group. Cuba NOLA is this organization. It's an arts collective based here, and it does cultural exchanges between New Orleans and Havana, New Orleans and Cuba in general. And the first thing she did, we, we were in Santiago de Cuba. That's on the far eastern side of the island. And uh, she said, we're going to go hear some music. I said, cool. So we got who, in this little van. Who's she? Uh, Ariana Hall is her name, and she coordinates the whole escapade. Mm. And she led us down this ancient alley into this room, and there was this group of people greeting us, didn't know what to expect. And all of a sudden, on cue, they just started delivering this stuff, and it was just out of this world. And uh, incredible, incredible moment. And that was how the trip began, and it just sort of stayed that way for 10 days. So I I mentioned, sorry, to clue everybody else in, right when I walked up and met TR and heard his voice, I knew who he was, DJ-wise, because he's got a show on OZ, so... You it's recognized I, his voice. I did, mind. yeah, and 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 you know, it's it's yet another uh, moment where you you meet the DJ who's behind the voice, and you're like, oh, that's what you look like. I had no idea. You know? <laughs> Disappointing as it's it was. Always a right? horrible it disappointment. Like I thought you'd be a lot better looking. <laughs> that's, right. that's what I usually the get. crestfallen look every <laughs> yeah. time. I oh, you yeah. know, I didn't I didn't have a strong opinion of what you would look like, and you know, no, I you know, it wasn't it that. It wasn't right? disappointing. No, no. I think you're pretty good looking for a DJ. <laughs> yeah, Most guys on the radio, but but that's not your real job. I have a great face for radio. You know. A professor of English. That's how I pay the rent. Yeah. Okay, right. so I have one question about you being the professor of English. Um, so they say education is wasted on the youth, and I was mm. foolish and got a psychology degree. And mm. if I had to go back again, I would I would absolutely do English. But back then, you know, there were parties instead of reading a novel. You know, I didn't have time to you know read that much. But what's the protocol with removing someone from the classroom who doesn't? is not enrolled there what's that like if you came to sit in how, how oh, quickly do you get gosh I, I you know probably kind of quickly oh, <laughs> i'm sorry to say how would they know but, that uh, andrew looks like a student trying to sneak looks intellectual? in huh, right right well we always got a list of names and mm. we call everybody's name and if there's one guy out there who, whose name who's a face that doesn't have a name i go hmm i don't have any name on my roster You're like well that's because i'm actually you know slipping in through the back door yeah. and then and then we have to go, well, him, ha, him, ha, you have to go talk to somebody, and that yeah. would not be me. You'd have yeah. somebody besides me, and then hopefully Bob. the problem would evaporate. Talk yes. to yeah. Bob. Yeah. She'll hook you up. That's the that's <laughs> person. She'll unhook you up, do you, probably. Do you call the role at class you know, before you start in some uh, graduate program? Not in a graduate program, because those are usually small enough that right. you'd well, know. Well, well, especially then in an undergraduate program. Yeah. If you've got like 100 students, you call the role. Yeah, there's not 100. There's 25. And, I, and I, I skim through it. I don't have to call it. I can kind of skim through it and quickly ferret out the Is that uh, normal? interloper. Mary, went, did you go to college, Mary? I did go to college. Where did you go? To Swanee in Tennessee. It's, a, it's even smaller college. Really? We, we had probably but it's about... Famous. Uh, do you know it? I know the name only. Do you guys know the it? The song. It's not the same, Swanee, but sure. Is it on the river? The, the Swanee river? river? No, it's on the Cumberland Plateau, and uh-huh. it's the University of the South, so yes. should have gotten a good Southern education. But how is it spelled? <laughs> S-E-W-A-N-E-E. Right, which is not the same as Swanee River, is no, it? Or is not. it not? I don't think so. I think it's Cherokee or something, but oh. maybe they're the, they could be the same. Hmm. What did you study? French? I studied French and international studies. So French and other countries. What is international studies? Not Uh, including France. It was pretty much pick all the classes that were interesting and 
make up a major that fit them all. <laughs> so what did you end up with, a BA in something or other? Um, in International and Global Studies. International and Global and, Studies. Okay. And French, yeah. And now you're the uh, Marketing and Development Coordinator at the Alliance Francaise. Yes, indeed. So you... So you're using your degree to some extent. I am, yeah. What exactly do you do at the Alliance? What is the Alliance Francaise for all the people who don't speak French here? The Alliance Francaise is part of... Oh, nice. Of hear that? <laughs> Can you say that, that again? I love that accent. <laughs> yeah. I do always, when I pick up the phone or when I talk to people, I say, the Alliance Francaise, the French Alliance. The French trans- Alliance. In translation. It's like so the French I don't Foreign Legion type of thing? It is a language and cultural center, and we're one of thousands of them around the world, though we're locally run with a local nonprofit board and all our fundraising is local. Um, So if you were going to France on a trip and if you wanted to learn some French, you come visit us. Or if you're just into reading in French, we have a book club and a cine club and all kinds of events. A cine club? Yeah. What does that mean? A French Uh, movie? A French film club, Right. In French. Do they have subtitles? We always play it in French and keep the English subtitles, so everybody's welcome. Okay. And we have our so our French radio show. I'm going to say you <laughs> are also the host of a radio show. That's right. So everybody here is a host of a radio show, Whoa. except Valerie. Not me. Oh, Valerie, we you have to get you your own now. show. No, really, I'm being left out here. No, well, see what you don't know though, Grant, is yes. that Valerie is already the host of her own show. Every time she has a live show, as a performing artist, it's. Uh, you know, host is is uh, putting it quite lightly. Should we make you do some sort of a demonstration of that? Sure, whenever while we're here. Why don't we? I think why don't we, we should. start off with Valerie Sassafras? Well, Valerie, hang on just before you do that. Okay. Seeing we're talking about everyone's names, Sassafras is spelled S A S S Y, like sassy. Right, S A S S Y F R A S. That's not the real spelling of Sassafras. The herb. No, the herb is S A S S A. Right. But um, my dear Johnny uh, came up with the name years ago when we had our band in the 80s, and we traveled with that name, Sassafras. That was the name of the band. That was the name of the band, and uh, I decided to keep it because he named it after me, so, you know. Sassy. Yeah, Sassy, so why give it up, right? Right, yeah, why not? Sassafras. So it's what your real, and that's not your real name. What did you tell people what your real name is, or is it a secret? It's just a bland name, Donald, you know, like... Donald. Like Donald Trump, yeah. Valerie Donald Trump. That sounds good. <laughs> you could change it to, like, you know, TR. You could change it to initials. Well, I like the sassafras. What's your middle name? Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. VR Donald. <laughs> Wherever thou goest, that I sounds shall, pretty I cool. I'm going to write that down right now. Yeah, over the page. I think here. that's when that's when she takes a class in English and writes yeah. a novel. Then it's V R Donald. V. R. There Donald. you go. And that would be if it wasn't that doesn't that have a name when you sneak into a class? By the way, what? I mean legally oh. when you observe. Yeah, isn't there it? a word? It's like the opposite it's of stowaway. It's like yeah. a stowaway. <laughs> isn't there a word when you something a class? What is audit? that? Audit. audit. Thank you yeah, very there much. You go. Uh, what's the French for audit, Mary? Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> hey, Mary, what's your middle name? It's Pew, actually. P-U-G-H? Uh-huh. So it's M.P. Matthews. Yep. Okay, I'm going to do this the whole show now. <laughs> I think MP this is good. VR. we got T.R. Johnson, M.P. Matthews, V.R. Donald. Andrew, what's your middle name? I don't want to do name? this, Grant. I don't want to do this. What's your middle initial? All right. Like, it was only like five years ago that I realized I was an AJ, and it kind of... AJ. Broke, it broke my world apart <laughs> a little bit. You know? <laughs> that Why? It sounds too preppy. It's just, oh, it sounds like, I don't know, oh, it sounds tough to me. Yeah. Tough. AJ Duhok. Here's Graham DuPonte. Look how gorgeous Graham looks today in this outfit. Nice. Hey, Graham. 
AJ Duhon. I think that you think it sounds too preppy, right? AJ? Hmm. AJ's like the guy that you call because he can fix your radiator, but ah. he doesn't have a lot of other skills. Okay. You know. <laughs> oh, so. Did you fix the radiator? No. That's why when I found out I was an AJ, I found out this but was a responsibility. But you could probably fix a guitar, so that's close Depends on what's right? wrong with it, I guess, but maybe, you know. Well, hey, listen, uh, TR. Yeah. Now I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. As a writer, does, in your mind, does that AJ sound like that? I think of the race car driver, which, yeah. uh, which definitely, you know, AJ Foyt and sort of a stock AJ car Foyt. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, there was a guy. Back, gets it. Uh, there was a guy named AJ the DJ back in my hometown, and he would always <laughs> play these great records and say, "Don't fight the feeling, don't fight the feeling, get everybody dancing." That's a, those are my AJ associations. That sounds like a mystical, like like cheer me up. Don't fight the feeling. I'm gonna take that yeah. as like an AJ to an AJ, and just I won't fight the feeling. I am an AJ, everybody. There you go. You know. Well, I like that actually. I'm gonna write that in in parentheses in the middle. AJ, don't fight the feeling, do huh? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I like to go with. Andrew, Andrew Duhon, Duhon. There you go. <laughs> That's a good idea. Scare quotes okay. always. <laughs> okay, AJ, all right. So, um, MP, what was I going to talk about? We're going to talk about Valerie playing something for us, yeah, right? Yeah, let's do it. Via Donald. All right, well, uh, I'm going to start off with a song called Babysitter. All right. Okay. I'll move the mic. Valerie yeah, sure. uh, hey, You have to take off your headphones, probably. Valerie's going to be a very ugly scene there. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll move that mic. Okay, so... And then Andrew, we have to move your yeah, mic sure. onto that stool as yeah, well. Yeah. And there's a fair chance that we'll be able to figure this out. So this is the world famous, talented Valerie Sassafras, who's been playing Cajun and Zydeco music for many years. <laughs> if you have to go to our website, itsneworleans.com, and look at a photo of this. Yes. She can't hear me because she's not. Now, yo, when I was a teenager, I used to love to babysit. Why not? Make a few extra bucks. Talk on the board. Talk with my boyfriend all night on the phone. Raid the refrigerator. But I have a confession to make, y'all. Today I want to be your
Okay, the fabulous Valerie Sassafras. Told S you guys. A S S Y F R A S S. Andrew, good find. So awesome, right? Really. I mean, yeah, you, you could call the style unique, but I think the thing that it, that is so inspiring to me is, and and you don't actually catch it obviously on the radio, but even you guys here sitting here watching her behind a piano, it's not the same as the performance you'll get when say she plays at Gaza Gaza. She's dancing all over the the bravery of the performance. Like nobody's doing this sort of thing anymore. You know, it's the it's the kind of like Dean Martin variety show feel where where somebody's up there and they realize this is their thirty minutes to like make you entertained, and she's crushing that thing. You know, it's it's really cool. You know. Oh, you're such a sweetheart, Andre. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> and it's not actually when you listen to that music, it's it's actually you've done a lot of work to make that track. Yeah. There's, a, oh, lot yeah, of, there's, there's a, a lot of wacky stuff going on. And you you right, have some sort of right. musical training, obviously. This is not just... Sure, I had classical training right. when I was a kid, piano. But, uh, yeah, I use all 16. I have 16 tracks on the keyboard. I use all 16 tracks. You know. So this, uh, I heard there was shades of Fiddler on the Roof in there? Yes, yeah, see, there you go. You're very observant. And then that lead part you were playing was uh, Deep Purple Smoke on the Water. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Almost, except for the last note. Right, they, that's right. So that's right. pretty unbelievable, yeah. quite frankly. That's some of the funniest stuff I've heard in a long time, in fact. <laughs> you ever seen this other guy? I saw this guy at Jazz Fest. What the hell is his name? He comes out on an iron lung. Yes, who is What's that? What's his name? Oh, Bobby Lounge. Bobby Lounge. Oh, Bobby right. Lounge. Have you ever seen Bobby Lounge? No, but I've had references made in reference to me about him. 
mm. that I should do a duet with yeah, him. That good was idea. a comment that made. Mary, what did you think of that? I thought that was great. Very entertaining for a Thursday afternoon. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that was v- really, really great. So how did you write that? How do I what? How did you write that? How do I direct it? Well, right. I write. How do I write it? Mm. Well, you get an idea and then it goes from there. And um, well, What idea did you have for that? Well, the idea first was 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 a babysitter. Was uh, I guess the idea was like going out with somebody that's young enough to be your your son. That's, <laughs> that's where it came from. And um, you know, that? just kind of going from there. Who is that that you're doing? Well, uh, come on, it could be anybody. It could, it could oh, be so Andre. You know, could be Andre. Yeah. Andre. Yeah. AJ, you mean? AJ. Yeah. AJ, AJ Duhamp. Yeah. Don't fight He's the feeling. Cute. That's Don't why we call it. him Don't Fight the Feeling. Do you find him attractive sitting across the table from him like that? Yeah, he is a cutie. Yeah, yeah, he is. Thanks. Okay. So who What's you d- not to like? Who are you dating currently that's so much younger than you? Nobody. Nobody. So it's just a fantasy, the whole thing? It's a fantasy, right? I don't believe that. It sounded like it was based well, on a true story. I was married for 30 years to my dear Johnny, and that yeah. was a couple of years ago he left me. So, you know, it's, it's not so easy to jump back in. You know? No, it's not easy at all. You've been married for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And what happened to him? He passed away. Uh, he had health issues, you know. Well, that will do it to you. But he was a, a performer. He was a, a string player. He learned to play all the string instruments. And uh, we traveled around the country at one time, playing all over the country, playing music together. That's a nice relationship. That's a real great marriage if you can travel around it, the country. It was. I mean, you know, you fight like cats and dogs, working on arrangements, working on harmonies and all that. But... Uh, but still, at the end of the day, you don't go to bed angry ever. And uh, that well, was one of our little deals, you know. So you'd w- you fight each other working on songs? Of course. You got two strong egos that want to do it their way, you know. Most of us don't write music, so we don't really know what that means. What are you fighting about? Like well, whether it goes up or down? or Yeah, it could be anything. It could be the arrangement. It, it could be who's going to take the lead on, on this uh, song and and who's not going to take the lead and you know it could be anything just okay but um none of that really mattered i mean you know that's just all part of the process when you get up to play a song that you've worked on with someone and you've fought over do you is there a communication on stage while you absolutely when it works you're like hey i was right all along well you know we had very unique harmonies and sometimes i didn't know where he was going but i would just kind of follow it and and do the opposite of what he was doing so Sometimes he would change his harmonies, and you just kind of have to go wing it, you know. That's kind of interesting. So, but uh, we got used to singing together, so we knew all of our starts and stops and all that. Well, you must really miss him, then. Absolutely. That's terrible. It's only been two years. Mm -hmm. What did he have wrong with him, actually? Well, he had heart problems, and he had been run over by an 18-wheeler seven years ago. And that pretty much did him in. How did he he survive being run over by an 18-wheeler? Well, that's that's the miracle, too. We were on a bicycle. We were on a four-wheel bicycle. What, and what, 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 you're on a four-wheel bicycle? What does that yeah. look like? What, like a paraplegic it, type person? No, it looks it looks sort of like a car. It's a big, wide, you know, 50 inches wide. And, and This is in New Orleans? Uh, this happened in Florida. And we were in the bike lane, and the 18-wheeler was, is coming to the corner, and he jackknifed us, and the, and the back of the truck actually ran over both of Johnny's legs. Ooh. So that pretty much did him in after that. They had to um, helicopter him to Jacksonville. Mm. We were in um, St. Augustine, and, and they had to bring him up there because they were the only ones equipped to handle that kind you of... You were on the bicycle with him? Yes. And you saw this whole thing happen? Yes. 
Oh and God. the thing is, he took the time to push me off the bicycle. The time he took to push me off the bicycle, he could have ridden back on the sidewalk and, and avoided the whole thing. But he was trying to save me, and then w he did himself in. Were you on the same bicycle? That was a four. We were on the same bicycle, but he was on the. I was on the the sidewalk side. He was on the street side. I'm not sure what this thing looks like. This looks like a thing that yeah, two people sit side by side in. Yeah, yeah you I sit side by side, and, and you can either both pedal or one can pedal. Like okay. things at City Park that they rent. Well, I've never seen anything like it uh, actually. Yeah. Around here. What were you doing with it? It was a touristy thing that you could rent. Well, that n well, we when had it just. It was it was our way to get around. We had a car too, but it was our way to get around. So you were living. You were living in Saint Augustine. Right. We had a music store there. We we went there after Katrina. Okay. And we had a little music store there. And Where did you live in New Orleans before Katrina? Uh, in Old Jefferson near Oxnard Hospital. Did you get flooded out there? Absolutely. Yeah. Just like everybody else right. got flooded out. In fact, we were here for the storm. I thought that area did pretty good over there by the hospital. And that well, sort of central, whatever You it's know, called. right after the storm, though, the water was all gone. And we thought it was over. Yeah. And then it started creeping up through the, um, through the street there, you know, through so the grates. So you stayed. You were we here. We stayed. We were here. We didn't know the levee had broke yet. We had no TV. All we had was Garland Robinette on WWL. That's all we had. That's all you need. So, uh... You know, they weren't telling us on the radio that the levee broke. They just said they were, they were throwing things on the levee to kind of block the water. But we, we thought it was water coming out of Oxnard Hospital, maybe back. And you're only a few blocks from the levee, I assume. Right, we were only a few blocks from the levee, so we were actually here during the storm. We didn't leave until a couple of days later. Yeah. And then got to Baton Rouge on a couple of gallons of gas. So that was another miracle. And uh, the car made it through the water. I mean, the water was, uh, you know, up to our knees by the time we got out. Wow. So you got to Baton Rouge, and then somehow you ended up in St. Louis. You came back, and your house was all fucked up, and you didn't want to come back. Right. We didn't want to come back. And uh, so we just, you know, my mother was living in Florida, so we thought, well, let's go to Florida and see what that's like where for a little while. She's in South Florida. Is she still there? She's still there. Where, where does she come from? Where do you come from? Uh, I'm born and raised here. She's born and raised For here. For New Orleans. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up in Florida. She ended so up in Florida. And so you guys went to St. Augustine. That sounds like a nice place. I've never it been there. It is. You guys it's been to St. Augustine? You must have been there. It's brilliant. Oldest city in the country. Is it really? Yeah. They speak any French there? No. No? No. Okay. No French. Do they have an Alliance Francaise there? No, Alliance Francaise there. Nope. You've got a pretty That's good accent as well. Well, I'm part Cajun. One quarter Cajun. Who's Cajun in your family? Well, my mother, my grandmother was full Cajun. And mm, my that mother makes you more than one quarter, I think. Well, mom was half, so that makes me a quarter, I guess. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Is that Isn't right? Isn't that how it works? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds right to I me. I don't know. Sounds good to me. Is that right, Mary? I, I think that's right. I think we need some sort of eugenic, you know, Hitler-type person to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know how much Cajun blood you have in you. I don't know if that's how there's... A, is there a formula for that? So if your mother... Half. Your mother was half Cajun, meaning that one, one of her half. parents was Cajun. Right. Oh, that's getting too confusing. <laughs> I'm lost already. <laughs> what was it? What's her name? Uh, her her maiden name was uh, was Simino. Simino. That's, that's so a pretty. real Cajun name. There. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the E A U X type. Yeah, yeah. right. Simino. Well, what a hell of a story. What was your husband's name? 
Johnny. Johnny. Right. Johnny Donald. Johnny Donald. Yeah. He was good a good American. He was a good old redneck. Yeah. From uh, Meridian, Mississippi. Well, well, I don't. I mean, I want to go on about it, but I don't never met anyone who's got a story like this. Do you have nightmares about this? About the truck coming towards you and? No, actually, I never do dream about it. You've never dreamt about it. No, never have dreamt about it. Wow. I hope I haven't unleashed something now that makes you so dream. <laughs> but well, I, I guess you're tonight. not. I don't think so. That's. I would think that would plague you forever. That you would just have this horrible vision of this giant eighteen-wheeler. What kind of a truck was it? Like empty or full or? Full it was just a big old eighteen-wheeler. It was yeah. a farm truck. Farm truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh well, how do we follow that? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I always got hit by a car. Uh, I was on a bicycle, I got hit by a car, and I, like you, I have no actual memory there's no image in my head of the thing happening so i've never dreamt about it i just last i was going over the handlebars last thing i remember next thing i know i was laying on the ground mm. and what happened in between is is just not in there so i've never mm. dreamt about it but it mangled that's me probably bad. why well, actually, i can still you remember the, i can yeah. remember that day you know but yeah. uh, you can remember the vision of the truck coming toward you you can mm. see it so well thank god you don't dream about it that would be fucking i think bad. i remember uh a, a a fairly powerful thought after i was in you know the only fairly serious car accident I was in it felt like there was you know that that cliche of there's two kinds of people in the world but it felt like you know <laughs> no. you, you know cliche you, you, like there's a time before you know what the hellest jarring power of an automobile coming to a stop is you know and and when you don't and when you're just a kid in high school who's borrowing his dad's car and goes 40 down the you know the the hometown road you know and and then one time you know it stops the wrong way and you feel it and then you're like okay this is a different thing now and i drive a different way than and it wasn't me who was driving when i was in this accident but but i think i think that's one of those things that we're all in this blissful ignorance about the power of these automobiles yeah, until, you until you're not yeah. you know suddenly you don't realize if you stop and think about all these people going 70 80 miles an hour down the highway what could happen if one person just moved their hand yep. half an inch to the right right on and the it, steering wheel. It always just takes one moment for something to happen, mm-hmm. and then it takes forever to, und- you can't undo it. You know? yeah. yeah, that is really horrible, that right. that moment must be. But it's, you've been in two car accidents then, Andrew, because you were in one in India as well. That's what I was Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, yeah. Sri Lanka, that was just recently. Yeah, that's, that's a great story about, as yeah. well. You have to go back and listen to that in a past show. Tia, tell us what happened to you. Where were oh, you geez. riding a bike? I was on a, my bicycle in the French Quarter. I was coming home from the gym, and this was in October of 04. And I was on Charter Street, right at Ursline. And, oh, man, a, a Monte Carlo with tinted windows came blasting through the intersection. And oh. I grabbed the brakes. And next thing I knew, I was just doing this sort of handstand over the handlebars. Ah. And next thing I knew, I was laying in the ground, and the car was zooming along. And oh. I thought I'd taken kind of a hit, you know. I was laying on the ground, and I started to get up. And as I got up, my arm stayed on the ground. Oh. So I got Jesus. up, and my arm stayed down there. And it just <laughs> I said, oh, fuck, I'm in a world of hurt. So I laid back down, and I looked at my arm, and the bone was sticking out about an inch. And it, it looked, it, oddly enough, my brain, it looked like a cigar. And I kept thinking, why is this cigar sticking out of my arm? Mm. I couldn't register that it, it was a bone. Because I think we always think bones are white, and I think they're only white if they're dead. Mm. A living bone is mine or black. Mm. And, and I assume everyone else's are, too. Black? Yeah. Is that right? I, I didn't know was, that. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what they look like when they're smashed up, but mine was... Look like a cigar. And deeply bloody. Too, yeah. you know. Cigars yeah. aren't black either. I know well, you just came back from Cuba, so you probably know better, but 
Aren't they brown? Deep, deep dark brown. Right, right, right. Um, but so I laid there, and then uh, there was a bar near there. A bunch of drunks started hovering around me and uh, saying, well, you're going to the best trauma unit in the world, Charity Hospital. I'm like, great, man. I was on my way. I want to go to Marky's. Well, that's nice. That, you know what? Even <laughs> right. people in New Orleans, even in yeah. an accident, they're oh, upbeat yeah. and positive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey. Yes. It could be a lot worse. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank God it was before charity got closed down. Right. Well, in fact, they, then they, still they didn't take me. They told me I was going to charity. Then I went to Tulane University Hospital. I was in there for three days. Mm. and um, Before someone saw you? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I think I was in surgery for about six hours that night. And then... Uh, a lot of physical therapy and stuff and it was kind of a life changer you know i had to get really really healthy because um boy it, it felt bad like i was going to lose the arm you know so i quit drinking quit smoking quit eating meat you know and just got super healthy to mm. keep the arm because every time i did drink i felt like fucking hey it's going to fall right off my shoulder you oh know? my god it was, a and it was your right arm it was right i'm right-handed yes. let's have a look and see are there any scars oh, we big can old scar yeah look? Oh yeah, there's a giant scar on the back of your arm. And it, do, it doesn't it doesn't go any straighter than that. That's you look straight. look how great you look strong. Look at those well, muscles. You know, I have to do I have to deliberately work on it all the time. Otherwise, yeah. it atrophies so bad I get like a Bob Dole arm, just like a dead piece yeah. of shit hanging off my arm. Yeah. So I every day with a dumbbell to keep it. What it you're is, not yeah. likening your arm to. You're not saying Bob Dole's a dead piece of shit, are you? <laughs> no, but his arm. I'm not is. sure if he's dead or not. Is <laughs> I he? Know, I th I he must be. Alive. But his arm has been dead since World War his II. Arm, his arm doesn't look too good. No, <laughs> you know. But on the bright, <laughs> on the bright side, though, I feel like that's the kind of scar that you could pass off at the bar to a girl as like Tommy John's from back in the minors when you were pitching. Yeah, you know, right handed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got in a knife right. fight in Cuba. That works too. That's good. What happened to the guy who was driving the Monte Carlo with the tinted windows? He never touched the brake pedal. Didn't stop. No, he just kept going. It was a hit and run. Bike or I haven't been on a bicycle since then. Wow, yeah. What about you? Do, are you scared to bike too? Uh, you know what? I, I hesitate to buy a bike because of I'm, I'm afraid I would get hit. Mm -hmm. I've I mean never been on one you, know, you know, I can be safe and avoid the, the cars, but the, you know, sometimes the cars can't avoid you. you yeah. know? Statistically, so. of course, it's impossible. You'll never, I mean, both of you, the chance of being hit twice in a lifetime. Right. Yeah, until you put the mouth on it, Grant. Nice job. <laughs> no, I think I don't think so. I think statistically, <laughs> you're safe. You can't you can't jinx can't it. Can't happen again. You huh? can't jinx it by talking about it. No, sure you can. I don't believe that. No, you believe that. You People That's always why, tell me why that. It's why you knock on wood. I don't know. And I haven't seen you knock on wood. So. <laughs> well, I could. I could reach the thing right over. This is wood. The table's <laughs> wood. The table's wood. I can knock on wood. There you go. No, you're not, statistically, you're not going to get hit by a uh, car on a bicycle twice in a lifetime. But you know, I'm even, I'm even less likely. Idiot. I'm even less likely to get hit if I don't ever get on another fucking one. That's right. Oh, you will be very safe. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing about but probability. you be healthier biking every day than yeah, cars. Right. Now you're so a big. You never know. The risk. You got to outweigh the benefits. Well, Mary, you're a big bike person, right? I am. Yeah. Oh. What are you a member of some sort of bike operation? Um, I am a big fan of Bike Easy. Bike Easy, right. I'm also on the board of Friends Will Feet Corridor. We're a friends group that's been working to advocate for the Lafitte Greenway, which is th our first off-road bicycle path in the city. So you can bike on that and there will be no cars around you, which mm. maybe that would be that's a good cool. opportunity for you. Yeah. yeah. I could take the training wheels off over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is safe because yeah. there's totally no... It's called the Lafitte Greenway. Yes. I, th I thought that was like a jazz guitar player when I first saw <laughs> it. Didn't you think? Yeah, it's a great That's name. That's another good name. Nice. Lafitte like that, Greenway. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. is it? Because who is that guy? Smokey Greenwell that plays the harmonica. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. oh, yeah right. Somehow the Blues News, yeah. Is he? Yeah, is Smokey. He? Yeah. Blues he news. actually... Uh, he was one of the first musicians I met when I was kind of cruising around the quarter. And he had a little spot in the, in the French market selling... Maybe you want to rephrase that. What did I say? Cruising around the quarter. 
cruise. Well, you know, I was just that walking, isn't what you wandering mean. around. Wandering, okay. All right. Yeah. I guess cruising around the quarter is not the same as cruising the quarter, which would be different. Yeah. No. The, no, not the around is crucial. Yeah, around. Okay. But, but all right. Inserting okay. the word around. He just right. that to Andre. Yeah. Give him a break. Yeah, give me a What's break. What's this Andre? Yeah. Why do you call him Andre? I like it. AJ. No. AJ, don't fight the AJ. Don't fight the feeling. Don't fight the feeling. Uh, but yeah, anyway, he, he had a little shop in the French market, and I said hi. And Smokey Greenwell had a yeah. shop. Yeah, well, he's got a little booth. I think he still has oh, a yeah. booth uh, selling harmonicas oh, okay. and CDs, you know, and stuff. And he used to own uh, or part own Negril for a long time. Mm. That restaurant? Uh, Cafe it? Negril? Yeah, yeah the, the oh, bar. That's a great spot, the yeah. Mexican place. Well, the Mexican place is kind of the back. It, he, that's kind of like a separate kitchen oh, okay. thing. But, but so the, it's a the bar. Club, really? It's a music club, yeah. Okay. But, uh, I didn't know that. So many of the Lafitte Greenway, which is no relation to Smoky Greenwell whatsoever, no. is a bike only it's a pathway. Bike and pedestrian pathway, two point okay. six miles. And it's really cool because it's always been a transportation corridor in the city. It was first um, a canal that they used to like bring the ships in mm. from Lake Pontchartrain up to the river, and then it was a railway, and that eventually became defunct and it was just this vacant land sitting there that now we're bringing into public use and it's going to have all of these awesome I think kind of positive effects for the community and people can safely ride from Mid-City where, all where the way exactly to the quarter. Is it? Okay, Mid-City to the quarter. Where, yeah. where exactly is that? It starts right now it's uh, beginning on North Alexander a few blocks from City Park Okay. and eventually we'd like to be able to extend it all the way to the lake which mm. is the grand master plan and then it goes from so from North Alexander all the way up to Basin Street, it pops out kind of at the end there and makes that curve. And you're Basin right Street. there by Armstrong Park. Is that segment complete or? It's the project is 92% complete right, right now. Yeah, so it's great. supposed to open in the summer. Oh, that's 92%. Great. What's the final 8% look like? Potholes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually tried to bike down it yesterday when I was going to Mid-City. Yeah. And you have, like, parts of the path, and then every time you get to an intersection, it's like a big mud pile. Yeah, that's so like trying to ride along the Not very fast right now, but it's fun. So who's paying for the restoration of it? <laughs> um, I think a lot of the money comes from Louisiana Rec Trails, and then... Some of it is from Community Disaster Block Grant Recovery Funds. Okay. And You're still spending those. And also, I think, uh, well, we as a friends group have raised money and okay. uh, and donated that onto the city to build the and project. What makes you so interested in that? You just like biking? Um, well, I love biking, and it's not just that I love biking, but I think it really like can change. It's a lifestyle thing, you know. Like I'm able to not buy a car in the city. Think of all the money you spend on a car every year. Like, you can buy that many more drinks during happy hour. <laughs> That's quite for a few. example. <laughs> or you can... Uh, Pay for rehab after yeah. that many yeah. drinks. It's kind of tough for a musician, though, to have a bike. Uh, I've seen them try True. to bring their gear on a bike. It's pretty rough. Yeah, you know? yeah well, you've got yeah. a keyboard and a, all this stuff here, so you couldn't really do it. There is well, a guy I who's got... I have a lot a more stuff, too. What else you got? Well, I have lights that I use. I have a scrim and I dance behind. So it's a whole show, man. It's a whole show with. We've got to go and see two you. Two par sixty fours, and you know, so. So you're making a living doing this. You play every day. Not every, Not day, every day, but, but this is my living. Yeah. 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 So I saw somewhere online because you know in my three minute research thing I did before we came on that you play at Piccadilly. No, you play at, at City, I used to. City Park. City Park. Right. And you have a regular gig from what time is it? Is it a typo? Or is Where it in City well, Park? Well, uh, Monday from 2 to 5 on there in the afternoon. 
And then uh, he asked me to come in tomorrow, Friday, at 9 o'clock in the morning. So if I can get my butt up early enough, I'll be there at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. You know, I love the morning gig. That's, you know, it's so really? rare. But there's a coffee shop in the Central Business District that I played a couple times at 9 o'clock. You know, you know, because by noon, you're finished playing, you're paid, you're caffeinated. You're the right. The rest of the day's ahead of you. <laughs> you're right. You know? Sounds that's awesome. Why, that's why people have a job, dude. Well, that's our that job. By five o'clock, they're finished. It's <laughs> yeah. all over. You can go home. Yeah, but yeah, but you're not you're not you're not adding to the to the to the library of art in the world. So you know, it's different. That's kind of cool. So, what what part of City Park do you play at? That morning call. It's um, in Morning Call, which is right near the Putt Putt Course and the Peristyle. And From two to and five it's in the afternoon. Behind the usually. museum. Uh huh. What da- what afternoon? Uh, on Mondays. Monday afternoon. Right. From two to five in City Park. I mean, who goes there? Lots of people. But they who? have buses all day long bringing <laughs> tourists. Okay. You got locals. You got school kids. Yeah. So it's busy. It's it's a busy busy place. Is it a tip? Thing it's a strictly, yeah, it's a strictly tip situation. Tips only. Right. Mm-hmm. And who else plays there? Other there's pe- different people every day. Every day they got a different. You so know, you got a regular Monday. Right. They get some free beignets though, huh? Uh, actually, he feeds me. Well, right. they have food there too. They got jambalaya. Oh, no, they got gumbo. Where? They got etouffee. I don't know why I assumed. Is this the the morning the, call? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't Park. know they had food. That's cool. Yeah, and the food's good. Open yeah. twenty four hours too, right? Yeah, open twenty four like hours. <laughs> so they're always there. Good spot. Well, Mary, how did you know it's open 24 hours? You go there in the middle of the night sometimes? Uh, I don't know if I actually have, but I just like the idea of, of yeah. like, making the park be alive, you know? Right. Because there's so many places that, like, parks that shut down at 6 p.m., and you're yeah. like, come on, just trying to it's live pretty, and enjoy the city. Well, it's pretty <laughs> dangerous walking around a park at night, usually. Mm. Isn't well, it city park dangerous? I don't think it's, no, I don't think it's as dangerous. I mean, think okay. driving in a car every day is way more dangerous. No, but I, mean, right? I, mean, I don't mean biking. <laughs> I mean just being in a park at night. I don't think it's that dangerous. It's not dangerous. I've I never been in City Park at 2 well, o'clock in the morning, frankly. The, yeah. It just if depends you if you run into the wrong person That's or right. not. You know. Well, you're not dangerous, right, Valerie? Not me. Yeah. No. Well, Valerie, relative dangerous. Let's, get, let's, just make, dangerous play, person let's make Valerie say. play something else. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Absolutely. Okay, what are you going to play for us? Once a who that. Always a who that. Okay, right. that sounds good. Okay, take the headphones off before there's a horrible disaster. Okay. <laughs> All right. Once a who that, always a who that. Is that lightning outside, by the way? Uh, I haven't seen it, but it's raining. It is definitely raining. Okay. Okay, so we have to get. Would you turn that mic around? So now me and Johnny travel it. all over this fine country playing music, and we even lived in lots of different places. But did we ever once root for the local football team? Oh, we always rooted for our boys back home, the Hoodats. So I say, and you should say, once a Hoodat, always a Hoodat. Once a Hoodat, always a Hoodat, 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 Hoodat. This ain't your mama's saints. This ain't your mama's saints. Once a hoota, always a hoota. Hoota, hoota, hoota. This ain't your mama's saints. This ain't your mama's saints. Hoota, hoota, hoota. Hoota, hoota, hoota. Make a pass, kick some ass. Man, a man got a plan. Third and seven ain't no. 
no giving. 30 yard drive, keep us alive. Who that? Who that? Who that? Bless you boys, make some noise. Avert the sack, pull them back. Spin around, turn on a dime. Saints touchdown, one more time. Who that? Who that? Who that? Once a who that, always a who that, who that, who that, who that. This ain't your mama saint. This ain't your mama saint. Once a who that, always a who that, who that, who that, who that. This ain't your mama saint. This ain't your mama saint. Who that, who that, who that. Who that? Who that? The tail pitch rocking, go saints go. Vomit, block it, blitz it. Who that? The bleachers rocking, black and gold. Vomit, block it, blitz it. Who that? Who that's rocking, rock and roll. Vomit, block it, blitz it. Who that? What's who that does win one more? Vomit, block it, blitz it. Who that? The who that nation got the education, got the inspiration, got the situation. The who that nation got the dedication, got the same sensation, gonna give elation. Black and gold got it going on, gonna win one more with the Super Bowl. Black and gold got it going on, gonna win one more with the Super Bowl. Valerie Sassafras and her one-man band. She's doing all that herself while we're sitting here watching her with a little frog. That last sound you heard was a, a little wooden frog. With what a, is uh, that instrument what, called? What is that instrument called? Bring your mic over here, Valerie. There we go. Okay. Okay. What is that little instrument? What's that instrument called? The little frog. Hang on. Turn that. Hang Alice. on. Hang on. Wait a sec. Turn that around. So that way. There we go. 
Okay. It's my little ribbit, and I use that when I don't use the washboard. Like at the uh, the morning call, he says the washboard is too loud, so I bring my little ribbit. It's a fr- it's a wooden frog with a it's sort a w- of a wiggly head, like a right, and you, and you scrape along the his back and like a, a horny toad, sagittal crest, if you will. Sagittal crest is that what it's <laughs> called? Oh, nice. Yeah, that Just sounds good. Pulled Damn, that out of Pretty good, class, eh? AJ. Don't fight the feeling. Thanks, man. Hey, listen, we, AJ, we, we're going to do these uh, sponsor yeah. messages, which we totally forgot again, of course. Well, AJ. that's what we do is forget the I sponsor know, messages. I know, but thank you to all these people. So want to take a quick break, and then I want to come back and talk to you, uh, mm-hmm. T.R. I don't, why can't I remember T.R. without looking it down? Um, I don't know. It's difficult for me somehow. That's all right. Those yeah. two letters don't go together somehow. Normally, do they? Uh, I know, do you know anyone called TR besides you? TJ, JR, JT, yeah. all those go together. Right. TR kind of. I had a TR soccer coach when oh. I was little. Oh, I'm glad did. to know that. Yeah. Where was that? Here. I, I don't know where he is. But he, he you're from New Orleans originally? Uh-huh. You grew up in New Orleans and you had yep. a coach called TR. At Carrollton Boosters. Carrollton Boosters. Mm-hmm. Wow. You must be a lot younger than I even thought. <laughs> 26. 26. Oh, that's not terribly young, I suppose. How long has Carlton Boosters been around forever, then? I don't know. I thought Good that it was question. sort of young. New, I mean. No? I'm like Collie Grove over there. Collie Grove. Carrollton yeah. Playground? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes, yeah, very nice. I just want to say thank you very much to these people who made today's show possible. Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. Do you guys have pets? Nobody no. here has a pet. <laughs> Valerie, you should have a pet. You have the Graham, frog. Graham's got <laughs> enough you pets have the for all of us. Frog, man. That's, That's kind of a news. pet. Now about that little frog, a good point. Go. With the sagittal crest. <laughs> for love and care, when you're not there, your frogs, dogs, cats, or other animals, go to petitepetcare.com. Thanks also to Basics Swim and Gym, a full range of swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes for you, Tia, with style. The all-new basic Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue, which you can almost drive down, I believe, now. Also, thank you to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Just go to Hangover Destroyer's website, hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the custom code, and the coupon code, and get 30% off Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. And thank you also to unlistednola.com, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans, if you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's the match.com of real estate. In fact, it's unlistednola.com. Thanks to all those people and anyone else who'd like to help us out. Drop us a line at... I don't remember the website address. Thank you very much, Andrew. Sorry, there was a string out of tune, so I just kind of oh, was dodged there? it a lot. Oh, I thought it sounded good. Did you like that? Well, that's why. Uh, because I wasn't playing the string that was out of tune. Oh, that's pretty impressive. That it's usually more. You can avoid it. Usually more yeah. interesting. Hey, listen. So here's this thing I found on your uh, bio here from Tulane University. Yeah. Tr. Yeah. This has got a lot of words I couldn't follow. Mm. It said his most recent scholarly work. Mm-hmm. Did you write this yourself? Yes. Yeah, oh, just, that, just that you're reading. Anything. I'm not sure if I did. Explores the potential of Lacanian psychoanalysis. That's right. Lacanian psychoanalysis as a resource for thinking about undergraduate education and, in particular, the development of writing abilities. Yes. I thought maybe we could, you know, pick that up right there and um, sure. kick around a bit of Lacanian psychoanalysis. <laughs> Sounds like a great time to me. What is it? Lacanian psychoanalysis. Uh, Jacques Lacan was a French. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, who was a leading thinker in French intellectual circles in the 50s, 60s, 70s. 
he had a seminar that became kind of the place to be among French intellectuals in that period, and sort of everybody who was anybody would hang out at his weekly seminar. And it became all the superheroes of the French intellectual scene were all kind of his students. Well, hang on, say, what's the first of all, what's the guy's name? His name is Jacques Lacan. L-A-C-A-N. Yes. Do we have intellectual circles here? This one right here. We're sitting in one, dude. <laughs> you You're in it. You're, You're sitting, sitting in one. I mean, yeah. when you say French intellectual circles and, you know, you don't think that's weird. I, I, don't, I would think it's strange if we had one here, wouldn't you? New Orleans intellectual circle, who would be in that? <laughs> that's a good question. I think we don't really do that in New Orleans per se. Yeah. Uh, Why can we say French intellectuals? Do they do that other places? Other cities? Uh, they used to. No. I suppose no. they used to. I don't know. It's been a while. Intellectual circles. But somehow you know all about, like, it's not weird to have a French intellectual circle. You know what? There used to be one like here, very famously, a salon. Grace King ran one over there by Coliseum Square in her living room for 40 years. Her living room was every Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock. All these people would get together, and they would sort of share manuscripts they're working on, either poems or histories nice. or philosophical arguments or what have you. It went on from 1890s till she died in, like, 1930. And they would discuss the issues of the day. Um, kind of like a podcast, but not recorded. Mm. And, uh, and very famously, in her case, it included women, which was a bold and wild thought. Because they're not usually regarded as intellectuals. Exactly. Much, much less encouraged to talk uh, publicly about mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. And so there still is some. Um, you think there's still some of that? La Quarantaine really? is like a group of 40 women who each, like, I guess they're in it, and every other year or something, they write a paper and present it to each other. Oh, yeah. And they're like 40 per year. What are they called? What's the name of that? La Quarantaine, which means the 40. That's not here in New Orleans, is it? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's here in New Orleans. It's a French intellectual circle right here. I have like an older cousin who's in it, I think. (laughs) Your cousin? Uh Uh-huh. What's the word for cousin in French? Cousin. Cousin. French is easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We'll be speaking French by then, Okay, so we have a French intellectual think, circle yeah. right here, TR. That's right. Get on it. That's right. I, I just didn't think of it as the same thing. Right. But yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. the tough part yeah. about the intellectual circle thing, though, is like, you know, you got that friend who's a little bit of a slow cooker up top, and he hears about <laughs> the intellectual circle, and he's like, hey, guys, can I come to your intellectual circle? And you're like, ah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I don't know, AJ, you know. Just <laughs> time, you know? Don't fight the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to be sick that night. Right? Yeah. How do you get invited to an intellectual circle? That's a good question. How do you get yeah. into one? You can't be square. Start your own? You know. Yeah, <laughs> well, how do you get into this French one of yours? I have no idea. Cousin. I'm not in it, apparently. You're so. not too intellectual then, apparently. <laughs> that must be the mark of being stupid, is that you're not invi- invited to any intellectual circles. I've That's never been it. We're already there. Yeah. Well, fuck it. We're, I'm not Damn going, it. even if they invite <laughs> me now. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Lacanian one. Okay, so here, this guy, Jacques Lacan. Yeah, there yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's in his French intellectual circle. Yes, and he in was the in 60s and 70s. Right, right. And and what was, happened? Well, he was basically taking Freud's ideas and radically upgrading them, linking them to breakthroughs in linguistics and anthropology, and kind of really sort of bringing them several decades forward. What was Freud's idea? We all hate mom. Well, the no, no, no. That uh, well, it, yeah, that's a, a simple version, I suppose, but. It was German. Don't, you don't hate mom, you hate dad oh. for getting oh, between you and mom. Right. Oh, that's what it was. But okay. what, what Lacan was able I to demonstrate... that sounds better in German, too. I'm sure it does, and much more believable. But um, <laughs> he sort of, you know, he showed uh, how that this is really all about language, that these are all ways of inhabiting language, that it's not about sexuality in some very simple, straightforward sense, but rather the ways we inhabit language and meaning, and that the unconscious is, in fact, a place where... 
language is in play in this very radical way that language is kind of leading the show and we're being sort of led forward by language and symbols and so on and that this is a way to start talking about how the unconscious works and how people sort of get stuck in various sort of obsessions if you will or, f or fears or, or various pathologies uh, various forms of discontent that prevent them from working or loving or doing the things they need to do in life and so because we don't have the vocabulary is that what you're saying um in a sense yeah in a sense that he by listening to people in a certain way and nudging them this way and that enables them to begin to articulate to themselves what they really want to do and what they really want to be and that's kind of how lacanian psychoanalysis in the most simple nutshell worked so if you're uneducated you're unhappier because you can't articulate what you want? In, uh, in a certain sense, yeah. I would not say educated in a, in a formal schooling sense, but rather one is not, one who's unhappy is not yet speaking to and with the unconscious. Is so not someone able, like yeah. Mary, who's a linguist. Is that like, though, assuming that there's one right way of speaking? Because couldn't no, you say... No, absolutely not. No, no, no. That's what makes it so tricky, is that each, each person's relation to the unconscious is absolutely unique, and that's what makes it so challenging. If there was a simple formula to say, oh, here's the prescription, say it this way, or think it this way, you're going to be great. Not at all. Each person's uh, sort of struggle to find these absolutely particular and unique sort of symbolic chains and networks in their head, that's the struggle of life. And psychoanalysis, is in Lacanian version, is geared to enabling that to happen. And what I claim is that there's all kinds of rich wisdom we can mine out of that territory for thinking about what we're supposed to be doing as college teachers. There's a great crisis of confidence in universities at this point. People mm -hmm. think it's too damn expensive, it's not going to get you anywhere, and what the hell goes on in those classrooms anyway? I'll just get it all on YouTube and Google and Couldn't Wikipedia. Couldn't put it any better. Right. Yep, exactly. Say it again. It's, it's too expensive. It doesn't lead to anything. It doesn't lead to anything. And you can and get it all on, on YouTube. It's all on YouTube anyway. <laughs> And so we got to come up with an explanation of why people should come talk to us. And my answer is that in Lacanian psychoanalysis, we can borrow a fund of, com of concepts for articulating how valuable conversations with us really are, that you can't get it on Google, uh, and that it is worth the price of admission. Nobody really believes that. Do they? I mean, it is too expensive to go to school. Hey, who's calling? Anybody it's a... <laughs> I'm going to uh, let that one go. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, put uh, it in your pocket. It, right. said, uh, <laughs> it was a reminder to check. <laughs> I'm not, I truly can't say. <laughs> okay, it was a reminder. It was on close. Your own it was phone. close, though. It was close. <laughs> Four o'clock reminder on an afternoon. Oh. Well, it was five o'clock. It, it would blow your mind. I cannot tell you. Afternoon I'm going to have to let right? that one. No, it's so much worse. Off it's the air, so maybe? Much worse. I got to know. Yeah, now, you know, I was not even going to ask you, but now I'm yeah, determined now, to yeah. find yeah. out. Yeah. What, look, you're you're not really you're not really embarrassed. You're only sort of embarrassed. It's 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 just not ready for prime time, man. Uh, something to do with? Are you married? Uh, no. Is something to do with a girlfriend or boyfriend? No. No. But okay. we could play this guessing game. But you'll uh, never guess. You'll never guess. All right, I'll give you a hint. The drinking water in Cuba is deceptive. Uh, it's. Are you, you, think you have it's to take okay. some medication because you have dysentery? You're getting really close. <laughs> you're getting really close. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you what's on my phone. Uh, Allison, Allison Moon, our photographer, has an answer. What is it, Alison? Like no, no, not that bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what does it say? Right, it, says, you God, it says, check the bill for the hotel in Miami to make sure I'm not even billed for damages because I couldn't actually quite oh. get to the fucking bathroom. Oh. Oh. Aren't you glad you asked? Okay, awesome. that ties that's into like, the whole vibe a, on a, your hands. This thing. is a great way to end the show. Yes, that's There's a, a rug in a hotel room in Miami that probably needs to go. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> what hotel was it, just in no. case any of our listeners are thinking of going to Miami? <laughs> for, uh, no, man, we'll leave, let the hotel alone. <laughs> that is a great story. 
Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great the to funny, be there, man. The funny thing is that you'd have to remind yourself. I was like, you know, it's been a couple of days. It'll show up on my MasterCard or whatever. If, it's, if, it, if they hit me for like a new fucking rug, it'll show up. What's on the, the deal with now. it? Well, I mean, if you you know go to a hotel room and you're in the rock and Wipe roll out. business and yeah. you throw the TV through the window or whatever. Who I think they bill you. It's yeah. like it'll be on your credit card the next day. Incidentals, They're not covered for that kind of thing. They don't do you have, 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 have trashed hotel rooms, Valerie? Do you do that? No, I'm not a trasher. Uh-uh. Mm. Right. No. Well, this was an act of God, so it to speak, or something. An right? act of the Cuban water system right, 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 in right. my intestinal tract. <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of thing you don't hear about opening up Cuba to the, you know, <laughs> tourists in the economic world. Right, New right. things, yeah. Yeah. So you don't do you drink bottled water, but you just yeah. cleaned your teeth once and made a slip. Brush my like teeth, right, yeah, right. That's it, man. Yeah, that's so damn, gotta check that yeah. bill for damages to the hotel. Same thing, but I didn't stay in a hotel and have that issue. Though, so that's interesting. Yeah. How long did it last? Did I, I'm still struggling with it. Oh mm. dear, well you I, sat I here for back, a whole hour. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Maybe I'm out of the woods. I got home Monday. No, no, I got home Tuesday afternoon, and still fighting it. But yeah. uh, I think maybe I'm done. The emodium has finally worked. Emodium, even that didn't work. That usually stops everything. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, this is communist bacteria. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's going to take a while. Yeah, Imodium is not ready for this stuff. Wow. Okay, well, on that note, thanks so much. Yeah. So I'm, I I'm glad you great. did tell us because it really was a great story. Yeah. And it's funny that on the one hand, you're talking about, you know, intellectual. Yeah, well, I went from Lacan to shitting the rug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I call happy hour. Yep. You couldn't have done any better than that. Couldn't have done any You've better. You've been a great guest, T.R. Johnson. Thank <laughs> you I didn't so shit much on the rug. That's us. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you did No, you stayed here for a whole hour without soiling your pants yeah. or anything, I believe. <laughs> Valerie, you did the same thing, which is quite a kind of accomplishment in your case, I know. Thank you so much. Valerie, where can we see you now? Well, we I'm playing fo- uh, Saturday night at uh, Union well, Station. On. People listen to these podcasts, you know, going, yeah. it can be years after we've recorded it. So, Uh-oh. So give some sort of a vague idea about the next few days, because people are listening to it immediately. Well, Saturday night, I'll so be at Union know, what Station. What date are we up to? Where are we? What month is this? We're May. Thursday. May. May the what? 20 May the 23rd. No one knows. The May 23rd is Saturday. It's yep. Saturday. Okay. Yep. And I'll be at Union Station, which is in the Warehouse District. It's a great little neighborhood bar. Mm. Uh, they've only been there two years, so come on down, y'all. I mean, it's so much fun down there. And I play there from 8 to 11 on Saturday night. And then uh, next Wednesday, I'll be at Checkpoint Charlie's from 11 p.m. till 2 a.m., my first time there. So uh, I need a good crowd. Let's show them the power of the sass, y'all. The power and of then, the sass. Um, and then next Saturday night, I'll be at the High Hole Lounge on May 30th from 7 to 10. First time I'm being featured there, so that's kind of so a big you, deal. So you're sort of turning into kind of a hipster thing here. Well... I don't think I'm a hipster, you know. If you want to call me that. No, but the, but your act, your whole performance is sort of catching on by the sound of it. There's a whole new crowd is finding you. Yeah, I mean, uh, every day I get new people that get turned on to the, to what I do, which I really like, you know. But it's it's just craziness, you know. I don't premeditate or think about anything. I just do music that appeals to me. I think that's why it's working. No premeditation. Yeah, no pre- premeditation. That's what that guy who was on our show last week told us that. What was that guy's name? Roger mm-hmm. Wilson. So oh. what makes a great artist is a person who sings from his or her heart. Or oh, right. There's no gap between what you're feeling right, and what right. you're mm. saying or singing. Right, right. And so it's, you're just doing exactly that, whatever you yeah. want to do. And mom's like been trying to get me to move to Florida to be near her. And I go, well, mom, it's a whole different music scene. Mm. There. I have to do the Latin scene, you know, mm. which is nothing wrong with that. But... 
I don't think you have to learn Latin. Yeah. No one even speaks Latin anymore. I don't, I don't think it would go over there. I just don't. I don't think it would translate. Yeah, I think well. people have got the same. What is it here? There's a sense of humor there or an appreciation of the bizarre here. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, so you regard yourself as a bizarre novelty act? Yeah, that's, that's how I seem to be kind of boxed into that bizarre novelty act kind of thing. And that's okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. You know, as long as they come see me, you know. So you've transformed yourself into this since you started a couple of years ago. Right. Performing by yourself. Did you know this was in you, this kind of act? No, actually, I didn't. But it all inspired by my dear, sweet Johnny of 30 years. And he was the one who pushed me, gave me the confidence to play in front of people and and to be out front and not be hiding in the back, you know, singing back up and all that. He pushed me, so... Well, he's pushing uh, to a good spot. He's still, he's still pushing me. All right. Do you still have a connection? Do you still be- you believe that you're connected beyond the grave, as it were? Well, you know, I think he's on the other side, and I feel like sometimes he does come and visit me. Wow. You know? Are there, so. Is it, like, tangible or just a feeling? I mean, Well, uh, sometimes I feel like I hear noises that or his noises in the house, you know? All right. And uh, people think I'm, well, they, th- they know I'm crazy. Anyway. Well, we know that, I think, that's, <laughs> but that's a different kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, I like to feel like he's still with me and that um, I still have conversations with him. And, right. You know? Well, that's nice. So I try well, to keep it going because, you know, it's hard, it's hard to break off after so many years. How do you cut it off, you know? Well, you, you don't. I don't right, think you, you can. Right, you don't. You can't. You just keep going. And I mean, life changes. It's obviously changed for you. Right. You've turned into a whole new, you've like had a metamorphosis in a way here. Right, right, right. It's pretty exciting. It is. Now yeah. you're now you're popular I'll with the hipster crowd. There's a whole bunch <laughs> of people. It's, a, it's pretty cool, right? She was on the cover of Anti-Gravity. I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. Definition. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Valerie that's Sassafras. That's definition of cool, right? That's definition of cool, yeah. And you have a website called ValerieSassafras.com? That's it, right. Okay, and Sassafras is S-A-S-S-Y, like sassy. Right, If you listen there to this you and you're biking that's around right. somewhere. Okay, Valerie Sassafras, thank you so much for joining us. T.R. Johnson and Mary Matthews as well. I feel like we could probably go on for another hour doing this. This but is we fun. We've got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. That's been Happy Hour. For another week, our producer is Graham DePonte. The technical producer and associate producer of our show is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is responsible for bringing you here today, I think, as well, isn't he? Valerie? Andrew. Andrew. Andrew suggested you do Christian. Okay. Andre. Christian Unruh. Christian Unruh is our music director. Hey, our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit around a table for about an hour and have a free drink. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworlands.com, where you can also check out many other happy hours to listen to, as, long, uh, as well as some other shows we make here. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Gang with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canata, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, Milo's Music Holler with Kim Vu, and the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. I'm listed Nola. You can keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Those photos were taken today by Alison Moon, who's got purple hair. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you so much for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you can, to stop and uh, do this for us. Rate and review us on whatever app you're listening to. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today 
at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass to have a three-hour happy hour here every day from 4 to 7. Come check it out. It's cheap and good food. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworms.com. For AJ, don't fight the feeling too hot. Everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at I Know Broadcasting. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next time on Happy Hour.